I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Shh. Tonight we... Shh. Tonight we... Shh. You have to be quiet. Loud sounds they hear. Right. Exactly. So this week we watched the 2018 film, A Quiet Place. That's right. It was about uh, people who need to be quiet because they're being hunted by some type of alien type of monster thing that looks largely very much like the insects that we have in our yard, except much larger. And they can't see you apparently, but they can hear you. And it creates a terrifying situation that's destroying the world. Right. So Pam wasn't in this for some reason. The story follows a family, um, the father of which is played by John Krasinski, who also wrote. Again, Pam. I don't directed. know who she was. Sorry. Pam was not in it. But John Krasinski's real life wife, Emily Blunt, played his wife in the movie. And they had, at varying points in the film, based on perspective, four, three, or two children. Okay, good point. And they were just trying to survive this strange post-apocalyptic world where these strange insect alien things were trying to eat them or kill them. But I think yeah. kill them to eat them. Yeah, I'm right. So we decided to watch this movie because, well, to be honest, we're not big horror or even really thriller movie sort of people normally. But, um, you know, it got a lot of sort of buzz when it came out. And I think it was an interesting concept. Um, and, you know, I'm a big John Krasinski fan. So that was a check. Um, in my box, and I was I was curious to see because I know he was involved in more than just acting, but also making in the film. But to be honest, one of the appeals was that it was a shorter film, and we were looking for a shorter film. We wanted a film that was both good but short, and so it seems like this might fit that. So what are we drinking tonight? I don't know, Hans. What are we drinking tonight? We are drinking a new cocktail called a Jungle Boogie. What is in a Jungle Boogie, Hans? Well, it's it's our own creation. It is gold rum, pineapple juice, banana liqueur, just a tiny bit, and topped off with seltzer. It's delicious. Good taste for the end of summer. So, Hans, what did you think? Uh, I... <laughs> good, good one, Laura. <laughs> I, 
Um, we, uh, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I thought that it was an interesting idea premise for a film. Uh, it was interesting that it was so silent throughout so much of it. I, I did find, however, that in some ways, one of the things that this sort of plays on is the idea of isolation and desperateness of people. And I felt like some of the entertainment value of that has very much been lost in, in, in this particular year where we all have dealt with isolation and sort of the uh, internal, the internal, um, you know, paranoia and, 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 and you know, of, 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 a, of a threat that you can't see, but you know is lurking out there and you never know what you do is going to be the thing that's going to put you at risk. So in some ways, it, it, it both was more terrifying of an idea now than maybe in the past and thus more entertaining. And yet at the same time, also less at the same time. Because well, yeah, I would. It's too close to home, sort of. I sort of feel like it made it, it made my, our existence of like this self-imposed quarantine um, less dramatic if you will, because, you know, it's not like they could go get their grocery pickups. I mean, they literally had to walk around barefoot all the time. Yeah. And if, if coronavirus also was coinciding with this, that would have been a problem too, because you never know what you would have picked up. But um, bum Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if anything, this was kind of like very grounding because it was like, well, this entire past, I don't even know how many months it's been anymore. This has seemed, seemed very dramatic and it's, it's, you know, it's been this weird um, middle ground between like, I can't believe this is happening and also, no, no, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And I think seeing that juxtaposed um, against sort of an actual post-apocalyptic background, um, if anything, was just like, yeah, things have changed and like nobody really wants us, but like we can talk to each other. Um, one of the things that I found very interesting in the movie, and perhaps this is my my time already to say, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie, turn off the podcast, go watch the movie. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's worth watching. Go watch it. Come back in an hour and a half and finish listening. But, you know, like, for instance, I don't know how many other families or people were really still alive or around at this point, because it took place in, like, a quasi- ruralish setting yeah um but it there were hints that there were other people around but the the family that we followed throughout the movie was probably especially well equipped to survive this yeah simply because they all knew sign language um i think in part because the oldest child the daughter uh was deaf right and so had had you as a family not had, you know, any clue about that, it would be so much more complicated and isolating um, than this family who who was able to continue to communicate in silence. Now, I, I imagine if this was your reality, you would probably do everything in your power to try to 
learn sign language, but alternatively, whatever, you know, whatever happened, there seemed to be no internet. Not surprising. Not surprising. I was wondering how they had electricity. Yeah, that actually did, that crossed my mind. And also where'd they get all the sand from? Like he was hauling the sand from somewhere. So I was wondering about the sand. I was thinking that maybe, maybe that was ash from fires that they've been burning. Hmm. That's interesting. Because, you know, if, if you were burning fires all the time. Yeah. You know, to cook on and stuff like that yeah. or something, um, then that would generate a fair bit of ash. Yeah. I don't know. It was a lot. It was a lot of a lot sand. A lot of sand, Anywhere ash, whatever went. it was. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Um, I, those are those are interesting points. I, um, yeah. I mean, to give my reaction to the film... I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm not a big horror person, but I felt like this was thriller-ish enough. Like, it kind of danced the borderline between the two. It was an interesting premise. It was new. That being said, there was something about it that I kind of liked that felt very first filmy. Like, What do you mean by first film? I could be wrong about this, but I believe this was the first film that John Krasinski wrote. Oh, I think so, yeah. Or the first one he wrote and was picked up. And it felt very, like, all the pieces in neat order. Like, it wasn't anything that was, like, as interesting as a concept as it was. There wasn't anything about the movie that was really, like, super new or different or yeah and i actually appreciate that because i kind of you know you know me i like the classic arc of a film i like classic story arcs i like conventions of film i i think that you know i i appreciate the like steady pace of it the arc of it i mean it was it was in my mind it was a very good film Right. But it is very reminiscent of other films that have existed before. Take, for instance, the movie Signs. Okay. I'm not sure if you've ever watched that. I don't remember. I'm not sure. I might have. I'm not sure. But I feel like there was parallels there. You know, like it wasn't. It wasn't like it wasn't like it was derivative per se, but I think that you can compare sort of those two films uh, to one another. Did Sons have Mel Gibson in it? I think so. Hmm. Maybe it was Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know. I think both. I think both actually. Oh, okay. It then was, I might have seen it. It was it was M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. So is it Mel Gibson that's always in the M Night Shyamalan hmm. movies? No, I no. Don't really know. I'm not really an aficionado on M Night Shyamalan. You know, but who who was it that was in? It was. He was in he was in all the movies. He was in The Sixth Sense. You're on he your own. In, he was in Unbroken. It was I'm pretty sure it was the same the same guy. Was it Mel Gibson? I don't know if it was No, I don't think it was Mel Gibson. It was ooh, who was in Die Hard? Oh, um, yeah, the, um yeah, um not 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 Mel Gibson. It um not not at all Mel Gibson. Um, married to Demi Moore. Um, yes, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. That's who was in Signs. Joaquin Phoenix and Bruce Willis. Okay. 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 
Yeah, yeah. Bruce Bruce Willis and and Mel Gibson definitely not very similar. No. Um, but that's so that's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, I thought that I, I I just don't like I don't like horror movies at all. And this was described as being called a horror movie. I wouldn't call it a horror movie myself. I mean, I guess maybe in some ways it shares conventions with the genre or something like that. But I mean, it was it was it was much more of a a thriller than than anything. I mean, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, I, I found it to be interesting. I enjoyed watching it. Um, it was a different movie. It was a bit unusual. You, you know, I I don't think that it was. Well, here's the thing: is is there just. <laughs> It was a movie of action. It wasn't a, a movie of character development or, I mean, there was character development to a certain extent, but it was pretty limited. You know, I mean, Fair. it was mostly, it was mostly, are they going to get eaten and killed by the alien insect things? I, you know, and, and and that's not a bad, that's not bad at all. That's no. Not, that's not bad at all. And, and you know. For for a movie that had as little as dialogue as it did, you know, it conveyed conveyed a lot. And there's certainly a lot of movies that have a lot more words in them that that convey a lot less than this did. You know, totally. But as somebody who tends to be very much into dialogue driven films, <laughs> right? Dialogue driven driven films, right? That 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 lacks an element that sort of gives me a whole lot to to think about. There, it's hard it's hard for me to sort of get into a whole bunch of to think about you know, the, the depth of a character or something like that when the character simply didn't say much. Yeah, I think that's fair. I also think that while we're talking about the lack of dialogue, it's important to think about uh, what an interesting uh, role s- sound played in the film, obviously. Sure. That was a big part of what the film was. Um, but... You know, something that was sort of driven home to me is as we were watching this, there is just no way that our experience of watching it at home would be quite the same as in a is in a theater. I think that in a theater it would have it would have been a lot more impactful. I mean, I know isn't that always the truth? It's always the truth. Yes, but in this movie, I think exponentially so. Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, so, I mean, I think there's that, and that was, you know, something interesting, but to think about given that going to the movies and seeing a film like this in a movie theater simply isn't an option, uh, right for us right now. But I will say it still, it still did its job because I was like crawling up on the, the corner of the couch with like my arms wrapped around my knees, like gritting my teeth yeah, at yeah. several points throughout yeah, the movie. Sure. hundred so. percent. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I also want to, want to be clear about the, 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 the dialogue thing that I'm talking about here. And um, do you remember when we watched the, the artist, Laura, yes. you know, the artist was a movie when the one character died in the end of the movie in the house fire mm-hmm. oh, i mean I, I i was i was easily on the brink of tears yeah if i wasn't welling up with tears i don't yeah. know i mean that was a masterful that was a masterful movie but it was a silent film it was more silent than this movie was you know right and and so i just want to say that i'm not taking anything away from this movie by saying that i just want to make the point that 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 there there are masterful examples of of silent film that can be oh totally that, true. that can be you know really really rope you into 
more complicated character arcs and storylines without the use of actual spoken word, you know, at least, though the artist had, did the artist have written word? I don't know. It recall. had written word. It did have some written yeah. word. But I would like to make a differentiation between the artist oh, and this. Oh, there's film. not, it's no, not a fair, com- it's not a comparison this, per se. I just bring that up was, to clarify. The this point. was not a silent film by any stretch no, of the imagination. No, it was not and a in fact, film. sound was a huge piece yes. of it. It's just that sound was. Rarely, 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 rarely dialogue. Yeah, well, I mean, so too with with silent films, depending on, you know, but nonetheless. Still different, I think. Because this, I I wouldn't classify this as a silent film. No, and they did talk at times. Right, right. They did talk at times, and sound played such an important role. It wasn't just, you know, some music playing in the backgrounds or random sirens like the sound was very very a very important piece of the film it made a huge impact because the sound signified things sure you know in a different way sure in a more impactful way i think yeah personally personally the plot line was fine um other like the 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 sort of like what happens to the family and what they go through and sort of how they make amends with each other and like their story it was fine it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was fine um but Man, talk about a tough situation to be in. And then... Yeah, know, it would be a tough situation to be in, that's for sure. My one complaint... We don't have alien alien insects invading the country or the planet right now, so that's no, a good thing. No, that is a good thing. My one complaint, though, I will say is I was not... I, was, I didn't like that John Krasinski's character died. Yeah, I, I didn't think he should. He should. Spoiler alert again. Yeah. I didn't think he should have died either. Really, no. I, I thought he was maybe gonna gonna have turned out not to have died. It it seemed to be I don't know almost unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. I felt like. I mean that that was obviously that was the writers and the filmmakers' decision to kill him off. Who knows? Maybe he is alive. Yeah, well, that's right. Maybe Seems he is. very unlikely, but maybe he is. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't disagree. It seemed like after considering all of the other things that they managed to have survived in there, that that was the one time that, that there was that they didn't. It just seemed a little, a little unfortunate. Considering is that didn't even solve the problem. No. He didn't even solve the save the day, really. All he did was buy them like another like couple minutes. Right. Exactly. It seemed kind of sad to have him die like that just to give him a couple more minutes. Right. And I the other thing is is that it would have been one thing if he had like figured out the solution to it and had to sacrifice himself so as to save the planet or something like well, that, but that wasn't even it. No, and then it sort of drove me crazy. I, I don't know how old the daughter was supposed to be, but it sort of like drove me a little bit crazy that like she hadn't figured out 
Oh, connection. The connection with the cochlear implant and that she could have easily saved her father and her brother if she had just made that connection in her head. Well. That being said, I mean, it was a homemade cochlear implant. So the idea that it would like act up and that you would want to turn it off because it was acting up is kind of a absurd thing. But I think there was like a little bit, like the audience was let in a little bit too much on that. Mm. Because I just felt like, Oh, come on. Why haven't you figured this out by now? Well, that would make it a, uh, that would be a hallmark of a horror movie right there is the audience being like, oh, come on. How can you be so stupid? Right? It's fair. It's fair. I also, that being said, I also wondered about the little, the little boy in the beginning. And I know, I know little kids. I don't know how old the youngest brother was in the beginning of the movie. I know little kids, you know, don't can't comprehend things in the same way but I was just sort of baffled that he wouldn't understand how dangerous Oh, come on. The little boy's one thing. The girl's another. Why'd the girl give him the, the thing? It didn't have the batteries in it, though. It was the little boy that took the battery, who, who took the batteries. Well, I, the yeah, batteries well, in. well, yeah. But, but I mean, she shouldn't have done it in the first place. Well, I didn't really understand, for that matter, why he didn't just take the batteries out and give the toy back to the kid. Why he took the batteries out and then was like, no, you can't have this. No, maybe because they had batteries back at the house, too, or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Anyway, now we're picking apart a movie that should not be picked apart because the bottom line is is that it kept us on the edge of our seats, and it was something that was interesting and something that was different, and I think something that was worth a watch. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time for another Jungle Boogie. What do you say, Laura? Yep. Until next time. Everybody's entitled to their opinion Everybody's entitled to their thoughts Everybody's entitled to their opinion